Welcome to Once Upon a Time Roundtable number four with a bunch of great Once Upon a Time podcasters. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from Once Podcast. I'm Bill Meeks from Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bud Vanderkey from Storybrooke News Report. I'm Kevin Gallagher from OIT, the unofficial Once Upon a Time podcast. I'm David Hanlos from the Secrets of Once Upon a Secrets of Once Upon a Time podcast. I'm Jose Caradero from the Storybrooke Herald. And I'm Rebecca Johnson from Operation Cobra Podcast. So I'll give a disclaimer for everybody out there, since we're each sharing this episode in our respective feeds. Whatever you're going to hear from here does not represent the normal quality from the podcast you're normally subscribed to. So don't rate them or review them based on whatever kind of blabbery that I share. If you say, oh, that guy from one's podcast, he's dumb, and give that podcast you're listening to a one-star review, please don't do that. Give these guys great reviews. We're just about to see season three. But before we talk about season three, let's look back a little bit at season two. What do you think were some of the high points, low points, favorite points of season two? Even if you want to pull in a little bit of season one with that, go ahead. But primarily, what do you like about season two? Uh, well, I guess I'll go first since I'm first in line here, I guess. <laughs> I, no, uh, definitely my, my number one moment of season two was when Snow made Regina kill her own mother. Uh... Sneakily. It, it was just, it, it was one of those character moments that you never thought they would go there with snow. You know, because, you know, it, it, I mean, you know, because it's kind of based on old European stuff, people aren't really afraid to kill. There's no, like, no kill rule in Storybrooke <laughs> or Fairytale Land or anything. But what Snow did was so manipulative and so intentionally evil that it, it just kind of shocked me and surprised me. And really, I think it's probably one of my, it, it's probably my favorite. Uh, character moment of the entire series thus far just because it was so surprising yeah i'd have to say the part that i'm interested is seeing you know when they started talking about the home office you know Mm. just what's up with you know there's more there's more to um greg and uh, greg and tamara and the home office i i just that is what caught my attention the most out of season Mm. two uh, for me, it was um, Regina's character arc. Um, you know, for me, it's always she's always been like such a uh, character who who she's bad, but you want to root for. And uh, you know, uh, just everything she's done, up including the 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 village that she destroyed, that that just brought so much debate. I'm sure all our podcasts and uh, everyone mm-hmm. that watches it uh, that. Her story has been been my favorite of season two, uh, and probably of the entire series thus far. Well, Kevin, which way do you want Regina to go, good or evil? evil? I, I want her to be good. Good. <laughs> I think she's, uh, you know, since we've seen her, she started off good. If you look at the flashbacks, she started off as a good person, just with a horrible mother, and mm. that's defined her. Uh, and, you know, she's trying to be good. She tried, she was... I, I was glad that she was good for so long with Henry. Like she kept her promise for for Henry, and up until you know her mother came back. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Alan Moore said in uh, the Killing Joke. Everyone's one bad day away from going down the dark path. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, That's true. We got to see Regina's bad day. She well, has a lot of bad days, but... <laughs> well, especially to... since. Mm. Yeah, you don't have to worry about her uh, mom influencing her anymore. That's true. Possibly. 
Although isn't the, isn't her mom the one who brought a bunch of people back from the dead to fight for? Her? So I mean, you know, <laughs> who knows? Even in death, she's got a grip on Regina anyway. <laughs> All right, Jose, Rebecca, or David, what what were some of your uh, highlights? My um, my. Uh, my uh, my favorite part was when everybody uh, got into Hook's boat just to go to Neverland. And when we find out that mm-hmm. they go to Neverland, uh, it, it was one of probably the defining moments uh, for everybody. Uh, I mean, good and evil joining forces just for this one boy. Uh, it was a very big moment for me, and I enjoyed that a lot. And I like the... Uh, oh, I'm- I think everyone liked Regina's story arc because it's probably one of the most complex things that things I've ever seen on TV. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. the the kind of a throw. It, they didn't put a lot of spotlight on it, but Neil's Neil, you know, going from being the boy who got sucked down down you know sucked down this you know wormhole to first you thought he just went to Earth, but he was this huge part of the Peter Pan story that you never heard of, and then it turns out. Neverland really isn't the whole cheery place everyone thinks about. <laughs> that that was, I mean, they didn't. I know that that wasn't a huge part of season two, but that place looked really scary. And <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and that and and the fact that um, the Peter Pan or, or or him is that you know more of a boogeyman than anything else instead of this <laughs> instead of this happy little elf guy with uh, dancing around. <laughs> so it it's really it, so. Definitely, uh, you know, it was just another another hint that, that they they like to take things, turn it on it, turn it on its head, sit on it, stand it up, and then and then shock everybody. So. <laughs> well, for me, just on a fun level, I really enjoyed the fight between Tamara and Emma, just because you got to see <laughs> Emma do something awesome. Uh, she sort of lost that fight a little bit because Neil went down the portal, but. Uh, that was fun for me. And on an emotional level, I really enjoyed the scene way in the beginning of the season with... Uh, <laughs> see that aerial cup? Um, <laughs> but just on, a, on an emotional level, in the beginning of the season when Emma and Snow went into the nursery when they were in fairytale land, and mm. Snow was kind of talking about you know what she wanted to do to, to raise Emma, I thought that was emotionally very satisfying. Yeah. I, I think my biggest moment was seeing Cora revealed as the queen of hearts, but not just that. What I think really, let me back up, scratch that one completely. My favorite moment was seeing Storybrooke in its early beginnings from multiple perspectives or the curse really coming in from multiple perspectives, because we get, we'd previously only seen that last moment between snow and Regina in the castle as the curse envelops them. And then, what happens after that? Well, we got welcome to Storybrooke in this episode where we saw Storybrooke just poof, there's mm-hmm. suddenly a town. But also, I loved seeing Cora and Hook under the dome <laughs> and protected from the curse. And You're not trying to promote another one of your podcasts, are you? <laughs> that, that was totally unintentional. But thank you for bringing that up, Bill. <laughs> but seeing that happen from that new perspective, that's that I think was actually one of my favorite scenes, seeing Cora throw that staff down or stab it into the ground and then the dome forming. That was cool. 
Yeah, Welcome what, to Storybrooke is definitely probably probably my favorite episode of the season, just from a lore perspective, kind of kind of getting a, a really good insight into what was going on during during the curse time. The sure. fact that Henry had to repeat the same like mm. education all the time every yeah. day. Oh my God. How did he how did he not get groundhog dayed out of his mind? I don't know. <laughs> What about what were some of the lowest moments you thought of season two? And I'm, I'm going to guess, I, I have episodes in my mind of one things that you guys will probably mention one of these couple episodes, but what were your mm. lowest moments? Anyone who's got one right off the top of their mind. The breaks. <laughs> the finale for me i thought season two was awesome up until the finale and the the way they kept throwing out death all the time and then nobody died in the episode was so bizarre to me so i think that was a, a really kind of unfortunate end to a great season for me so i i would say the finale as a whole <laughs> did you want to see storybrook destroyed I felt like it should have been paid off. Like mm-hmm. something should have happened. If you're going to say we're going to blow Storybrooke off the map, something mm-hmm. needs to happen. <laughs> Not just a little small threat that gets fixed in the end. Something yeah, should could, have happened. Yeah, you just had the two moms work together to stop it. And then, no, there was no like like payment or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, a little bit of an explosion. No one was really hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I think for me... Um, Emma being not very Emma-like in the beginning of the season was uh, kind of off-putting. Like, she wouldn't all of a sudden just forget her instincts, you know? Mm-hmm. Even when she was when she was sent back to the, the I guess we want to call it the Enchanted Forest, I mean, I expected her, her to be a little bit disoriented, but her but mom... But not as com- much as she was. Yeah, her mom completely took over, which it was nice to see her go all warrior princess, but... <laughs> uh, she, but uh, yeah, Emma just took a took a step back and like, are are you gonna? You are the main character here. You, you can step in any time. Yeah, it's it's weird. So much happened in the second half of the season that it, you forget about it. But that that whole uh, you know Aurora, Mulan, Snow, and Emma in Fairy Tale Land was just kind of like weird and a little drawn out. I mean, it was good. And it ended up in a really good place, but it points it just it just kind of it, it was a little slow, just a little slow. But uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I liked it. Like I, I'm I'm interested to see what the obviously uh, Mulan and uh, Aurora are going to be coming back in a big way this season. So I, I'm interested to see, actually I'm interested to see what happened to them in the interim. I, although mm-hmm. who knows, we might not even see that on screen. I think one of the low points for me was some of the August backstory. Now, it was really cool to see August, but here was this really cool character, the dragon, which suddenly mm-hmm. was like, whoa, this guy is actually magical. He isn't part of the Storybrooke curse. He's somehow in our world, but he's from a different world, it seems, and he knows about magic, and he's the true thing. All of this and raised so many questions to me, and that episode... Uh, true brave selfless and true raised so many questions in my mind mm-hmm. and they never then resolved those things or answered them and admit any way maybe they'll come back to that in the future and i hope they do but mm-hmm. i just felt like it was just they created characters for the convenience of it yeah they just created I- him so they could taser him later <laughs> <laughs> i think a lot of times they leave those things open and jane espenson even talked about that at dragon con that they leave those things mm-hmm. open and on purpose so that they can come and bring story back into it later. So I hope that's what they're going to do with that. 
I did. Uh, you mentioned the dragon there. I, I uh, August, uh, with the way they just kind of rebooted August was kind of a. It almost felt like kind of a cop out because, yes, I, I know it must have been a, sp a powerful taser or something, but he's made of wood. <laughs> he's made of wood. Why did that work? Why did that work? That was everyone's big question. I know we debated that on uh, oh it. My thought with that was even from the beginning, I realized, you know, well, like we all did, you can't yeah. tase wood. But <laughs> the the logical my direction that I went with that is, well, then this therefore must not be a regular taser. If yeah, it's it a magic taser, on, it, yeah. right? It, it, otherwise, it probably couldn't have killed a dragon too. It just it just <laughs> wouldn't work. It wouldn't work in my mind there for a while. And he was also not just regular piece of wood. Wasn't that a an enchanted tree mm -hmm. that he was yeah. made from? Mm -hmm. So there, that yeah. comes into play too. Yeah, I think it was designed to remove magic. So any creature or character that could only survive from magic died basically from it. So that would be the dragon, Pinocchio, and Maleficent. And I mean, an off-screen reason too. I, I I think didn't the actor get cast on a different show or something, or he wasn't going to be able to be there anymore, which is the real reason probably why it happened more than anything. I would like to see Pinocchio as a friend to Henry, though. Yeah, yeah, that, that would, would be, fun. be fun. A little more Jacob Davies in there. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Well, my I think my lowest moment was um, when. Darn it, I lost it. <laughs> I had it and I lost it. It was like, that low you blocked it from your mind. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it was. Uh, actually, yeah, I, yeah, I found it. It's, it was the Robin Hood story. I mean, hmm. uh, I love Robin Hood. It's one of my favorite characters. Uh, and, and it, but they didn't go too much with it. And uh, it's it was uh, it was sad that he only was there because it was part of the story between Belle and uh, Rumpelstiltskins. Uh, just a little tidbit for it. And they didn't do much with him. And, you know, I would, lo I would have loved to see more of, of him. But, you know, they just used it for that little tidbit. So that was my kind of my low point. Well, I, I think felt like they're... Hinted. Go ahead, Kevin. Uh, I would say I felt like there was so much potential to see a story with him and uh, Snow because obviously I you know I think Snow gets her you know training in in uh, archery from him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is I that they've <laughs> indicated that there is some kind of story there. So mm -hmm. I'm guessing season three, season I, four. I, I think the Ro season. whole Robin Hood thing was just ABC and the commercials and everything built it up so much. Oh my goodness, Robin Hood is yeah. coming! <laughs> and then it comes and it's like, oh, here he is with Maid Marian for like 12 seconds and he hangs out with Rumble. <laughs> and Thor's hammer in the background and that's it. <laughs> I'm starting to not trust the ABC promos as they say things yeah. like, Hook is the worst villain ever! Even worse than Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. And it's like, he's this charming guy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hook is the worst. Uh, our hook is the worst knockoff of Johnny Depp's Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> I, I, I'd have to say probably uh, my my most disappointing moment of season two was the whole uh, reveal with Greg and Tamara and everything. Yeah. And I think this this is something that happens in fandom a lot. It's just because I had this whole head cannon and theory built up that you know it, it was he was going to reveal Storybrooke to the world and then we were going to see how the world deals with all these fairy tale characters being real and i was really excited for that storyline 
and I don't mm-hmm. think they could have re- done any other reveal with those characters where I would have been happy with it. So, yeah. you know, overall that disappointed me, but I do like where they're going, and I'm interested to see exactly what the whole home office is all about, for sure. Yeah. And just the fact that there's magic that that exists outside of the curse, outside of uh, Storybrooke in our world, or in their version of our world, is really interesting to me, too, for sure. <laughs> What about looking forward to season three? What are some of your hopes of what we'll see in season three? And don't share any spoilers. We will talk some spoilers uh, in a little bit, uh, but we'll separate those out so no one has to hear spoilers if they don't want to. But what are some of your hopes for season three? Well, one of my hopes is to be able to see how that they keep the transitioning between two different worlds. Like, you'll still get to see what's going on in Storybrooke while Mm -hmm. they're in Neverland. I hope they keep that going, because I don't want them to just leave Storybook behind. See, what I'm hoping is, I, I know I know they've indicated that, you know, especially the first half of the season is going to be very Neverland-heavy. What, it, what I, I'd kind of like to see is some, you know, subgroup, you know, two or three characters go off and explore all the other worlds in Jefferson's hat. And, you know, one group goes back to Storybrooke, one group basically becomes Storybrooke, or, uh, you know, Fairytale Land Sliders <laughs> mini-series. <laughs> and uh, they just, you know, world hop and, you know, explore all the different kinds of worlds and stories that connect to the main one. That would Can be- I even use Jefferson's hat anymore? No. Well, well, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I, I, I don't know if they specifically can, but hey, they, there are other ways between worlds. <laughs> right. Bean <laughs> holes. And don't forget, there is still that hat that Emma made, which I know the writers have said, no, it didn't work. But mm-hmm. magic is now back. So mm-hmm. could it maybe work? Still? And they've ne- the characters have never said on screen it couldn't work. So technically, they could still do it. Right. That's true. Oh, it's- but- what I'm th- hoping for is I wonder if they're actually going to go to the past because with all of this uh, story that they're going through between Storybrooke, Neverland, and probably the enchanted forest of the present, will they even have time to actually go into the past? Because it, it, it's a lot to put in in just one hour. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling that, that probably won't, we will see a little tidbits of the past, but not too much to actually get us... Uh, and excited about it. I mean, I feel like it's going to be uh, very difficult to actually do that. Well, I, ho- I hope they at least exp- I hope they at least go do enough backstory to on Neverland to under- understand exactly. You know, okay, they've been looking for Hen- they. You know, they say in the finale they've been looking for Henry for this must be hundred plus years now. Mm. So, yeah, and why Rumpelstiltskin has so much knowledge of the place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's definitely. I, I, oh, I was just gonna say. I think there, there'll definitely be, especially from, and we won't get into spoilers, but what we've seen from various previews and stuff. There's some surprising connections between surprising characters uh, mm-hmm. coming up. I think. Mm-hmm. So, so it's gonna be interesting to see how all that plays out. But I, I definitely think that'll be a good pathway to, for them for, uh, you know, flashbacks and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm just excited to see the whole uh, band that's in in Neverland. Like I, that's that group, I think is so exciting to see. It's a it's a like 
the mixed up super friends, if you will, like Justine Hook <laughs> and Rumpel. Totally dysfunctional and... super friends. Exactly. I think that's going to be such a fun story. It to me, it, with you know, if they do the world hopping, it would be very much a fun show, like Sliders in that way. Just mm-hmm. seeing that dynamic between that group, if they could do a whole series with just them on the boat traveling, and I would be happy. See, that could uh, be the next uh, land on spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I'm really hoping that we don't spend a lot of time in different worlds like we did in season two at the beginning mm-hmm. of season two. Emma was in present day fairy tale land. They also showed us past Enchanted Forest and they showed us Storybrooke, but they usually focused on only two out of three worlds yeah. instead of splitting it up into thirds. I think they could do that again because when you look back at season two, the beginning, if you really evaluate it, you'll see that some of the episodes showed present-day Enchanted Forest for maybe one or two minutes. And that's actually all that happened. Like, you even look at the episode Queen of Hearts, and very, very little uh, Mm -hmm. time was given for present-day Fairytale Land, but they did cover several events. So Mm -hmm. I'd like to see them do that, focus on just two worlds at a time, and occasionally bring in a third, but then Juggle it around a little bit. Well, uh, Daniel, let me p- pitch you this, okay? <laughs> Where in the world is, wait for it, Rumpelstiltskin? Wow. <laughs> the search for Rumpelstiltskin through all worlds. <laughs> or how did, or what did Rumpelstiltskin mess up now? <laughs> <laughs> like, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? But what I, I, I guess it would actually be where in the worlds are. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have two uh, hopes. Uh, one is I hope nobody loses their memory. I'm getting really tired of that. Because <laughs> yeah, Belle especially, true. Belle has yeah. always lost and regained her memory. So I would like mm-hmm. to not see that this season. <laughs> and uh, I would also like to see Emma really step up in Neverland because she talks about how she would go, she would go through hell to get Henry back. So I would really, really like to see Emma really step up and be the savior she's supposed to be in Neverland. Yeah. I also don't want to see Henry be the cause of the season finale like he has the last two seasons. <laughs> Give that kid a break. Yeah, it, well, I think that really depends on what's so special about Henry. Why does Peter mm. Pan want him? Mm. And it it could be what I really think they're going to end up doing is since they're doing this 11 episode uh half season format 11 episodes no break and then a very long break and then 11 episodes without a break i think that will allow them to give us miniature story arcs so an 11 episode story arc conclude it with some kind of big cliffhanger and then another 11 episode story arc but then have some kind of story arc that goes over all of them i see the henry thing as being just that first half of the story arc That yeah. they would yeah. be in Neverland, just those yeah. first 11 episodes, and then somehow they come back together, either in Neverland or in past fairytale land, present day fairytale land, <laughs> Storybrooke, somewhere, maybe somewhere Travel else, even. Wonderland. No skin. Yeah. It's be time travel, <laughs> and it's going to be a time traveling bean. Oh. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> Jose, you got the graphic novel. Can you tell us about that for a, a couple minutes? 
Sure. Uh, the graphic novel, Once Upon a Time, Shadow of the Queen, uh, it's actually uh, divided into four chapters. I have it right here for those of you that can see. Uh, the, uh, actually, this comes with a sleeve, but look how it looks without the sleeve. It looks like the, the book from Once Upon a Time, oh, doesn't cool. it? Is that yeah, like a leather finish to it? With the gold it's, writing, it's it's kind of leatherish, yeah. It, it it feels like leather, but I I feel like it's more wooden because uh, you can actually you know <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's a it's a four chapter, uh, four different artists, and uh, it also has a special feature on it that you can actually uh, augmented reality. You can use your smartphone, any tablet. Uh, and you can actually uh, learn a little bit more about either that page or what they wanted to do with this story. I mean, one of the videos explains that uh, each artist uh, brought his own spin to it, but they wanted to keep it as close to them as possible. Uh, here, I'll show you a few uh, pages of it. I mean, look at that. There's also even some bonus material on uh, on it, so like right there. Uh, it's got some uh, pictures, uh, like little. Like, I love this one. This one is it's pretty cool. It's got like the heart on uh, the queen's hand. Nice. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> and uh, basically, um, and it shows. It sometimes they go back in time, like in the in the in the seasons. Uh, it shows like basically the story of uh, the. Uh, the stable boy uh, of how he died and how that's why she's doing what it went. Basically, the queen, uh, the queen, has actually gotten in hoots with the wolf pack because this happens actually Im almost immediately after Anita's death, which is uh, of course uh, Red's mom uh, mm -hmm. in season two. Uh, this happens immediately, almost immediately after, because the wolf have they want to kill uh, Red because of it, but uh, kind of Red has to step up to actually uh, control the wolf pack. Uh, but cool. uh, of course, the queen gets in the way sometimes. <laughs> uh, it's a very good story. I, I actually enjoyed it very much. Awesome. And that's for sale at your favorite booksellers, or I'm sure all of the podcasters here have affiliate links for it. So go to their respective websites, whoever want, you want to choose. And find I'll a be right somewhere. back. I'm going to Books a Million. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got it from uh, uh, the Coliseum of Comics. It's actually a comic book store that's close here. Mm -hmm. uh, and the price on it is, of course, 20 bucks on it. Cool. It comes. It comes in cellophane, so it's actually very good, very well uh, preserved before you even touch it. So how long is it? Is it like a ninety pager or something like that? Or I think it's not that long. Uh, I should probably know. Like this. a sixty-four. Uh, it's probably like a sixty-four pager. Oh, because okay. most of the other pages are actually bonus features, uh, basically art concepts. Um, and here's a, a few other art concepts. Uh, basically, the costumes that they actually got for. Uh, each wow. of the characters. Um, so like some of Eduardo Castro's drawings and work? Um, actually, these are uh, uh, these are actually from the... Yeah, actually they did. They are Eduardo Castro's. Is, is but, there uh, any indication that there's going to be an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. crossover? <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be perfect. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Storybrooke. Mm. <laughs> Bill, is that your hope for season three? <laughs> That's my other hope. 
You know, you know, the Agents of Shield can take uh, the small band of uh, fairy tale characters through the worlds to hunt for Rumpelstiltskin. It's all coming together. It's up here. <laughs> maybe they're a home office. <laughs> oh, maybe. Ooh, I like that. I like step into office. Neverland, and someone will say, "Welcome to level seven. <laughs> I feel like they can make that work. What are what some really of your other hopes? Okay. Oh, what are some of your other hopes for the third season? I think we just named it right there. <laughs> well, <laughs> the next Coulson giant they find is really Peter the Hulk. No, it's, it, it's like a well, couple of my hopes for, for the third season are things that they've hinted at already in the press, and I'm like, oh, great, that's awesome. But I can't talk about it because we're not in the spoiler section, darn it. Yeah, I'm the same way. It's like my hope was always new characters, and I don't want to say any names because, you know, mm. yeah... <laughs> well, if you could pick any character you wanted to see, whom would that be? Because it might not be a spoiler. It could be a spoiler. Who knows? You're saying who you want to see. Hercules. <laughs> that would be cool. Really? <laughs> I, I'd actually like to see Sherlock Holmes. I know they had talked about... They, they were thinking about making... Uh, oh. What's his name? Ooh. Graham Sherlock, I think, originally. Or yeah. they had mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, sure, I think Sherlock Holmes would be a welcome addition to Storybrooke. Maybe have, I don't know, some sort of murder where a character's frame, like, red or something, since she's the wolf anyway. And uh, then Sherlock <laughs> Holmes has to solve it. That would be cool. I think that would be bridging or jumping too much into reality because so far every character we've seen has been some kind of magical or science fiction or mythical mm-hmm. character. Yeah. But see, and he, he to could, jump he, into he, Sherlock Holmes, that's no magic, no science fiction. That's a it's still date, a storybook. Yeah, it is storybook character. character. And he yeah. could, he could st- he could be from the version of London that Wendy it, ah, and, I like and that. All oh. Those folks are, yeah. I, yeah. you know, okay. in the second You're season. Investigating your disappearance yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know about anybody else, but they've already got werewolves. I'm looking for vampires. So. Dracula. <laughs> Dracula. <laughs> I think well, they already have Frankenstein. Yeah. 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 No more sparkling. If they bring sparkling vampires yeah. into this, I'm done. I will be jumping the shark and uh, save for it. <laughs> Now, now, is there any way they could they they could make Rumple Dracula? He had that cape thing going, uh, the flowing long coat thing when he was in uh, Frankenstein's world. So you never know. Maybe he goes stir crazy on Neverland and he starts <laughs> sucking people's blood. <laughs> there you go. Maybe he's just hanging out, but there's bad lighting, so he looks all creepy, and people get their own idea. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he could just turn into a bat or something. <laughs> right. Any other hopes like that you're to... you've got for season three? Is it, I want to go ahead. Uh, is it weird that I actually want to see Simba <laughs> from Lion King? <laughs> from the Lion King, that would be interesting. <laughs> actually, just a, a talking lion. It's like everybody's like, oh. Either that, just... or maybe like um, someone from like an African tribe that has that name that represents him. Something yeah, along those cool. lines, I would love to see like a humanized version of him. Mm. If we start talking lion, though, I would think that would make everyone think of Aslan from yeah. Chronicles of Narnia, mm. not That's Simba. true. That's true. Yeah. Maybe they could do both. Mm. <laughs> the, the lion world. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there, something... there's a bridge between Narnia and the lion world. Yeah, so we end, we end up at, from Neverland and go to Narnia. <laughs> Tumnus. Tumnus shows up out of nowhere. 
Mm-hmm. One of the things I once I thought about it. is if you've read uh, the book, The Magician's Nephew, and sorry, mm-hmm. I'm going to share a spoiler, but there's a point at the end of Magician's Nephew where they start traveling through all of these worlds mm-hmm. and they create Narnia in this world. And that's why there's mm-hmm. a lamppost is because oh, wow, someone was cool. holding on to that at some point. And when it touched the ground in this blank world, basically, then it spawned Narnia. And I wonder if we would see that kind of thing chasing someone from world to world to world. Yeah, where in the world is Rumpelstiltskin? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we already saw he's responsible for most of the fairy tales, so why stop there? Why stop at one world? Let's go to all of them. (laughs) You know what? Hopes for the third season. I really want them to reveal who wrote the darn book. Yes. 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 <laughs> the nature of the fictional world versus reality world really depends on the answer to that question. Who wrote the book? Who wrote the book that Henry has? Who was it? And, mm-hmm. and if it was August, we'll never know because he's like four years old now and he, he can't tell anyone. <laughs> and remember. I also Actually, would like them to go into, um, you know, like uh, Dr. Whale is not from the book. He's just from, you know, a, a fictional universe. I want them to go more into that and, and see, you know, you know, why why all these worlds came together. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Which is why Where in the Worlds is Rumpelstiltskin. It's the perfect vehicle. <laughs> for, for if if you keep plugging it, it will happen. Yes. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> well, didn't, got, um, at, like, Dragon Con, didn't they say that they were really listening to the viewers a lot more? Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. That could be good or really bad. <laughs> Depends yeah. on which viewers they're listening yeah, to. That's true. Yeah, yeah, this is true. Turned into a giant fan fiction. Even just today, <laughs> Adam Horowitz was on a tweeting spree trying to answer as many fan questions as he could. And he did say that he appreciates the input and he and Adam or Eddie do still plan to write this the way they want to write it. But they appreciate mm-hmm. the input from everyone. Which is how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, actually... there will be sparkly vampires. In the <laughs> right, right, right. No, don't do it. This is actually what I want to see. I want to see how uh, Belle, now that she's actually uh, put in charge, how she takes charge of Storybrooke. This is. Uh, I want to see mm-hmm. how she brings a, a leadership role into this, and if anybody is going to challenge her leadership. Mm-hmm. Didn't that... they have like a hashtag mayor for or Belle for mayor like? Yeah, spammed yeah. all over Twitter. Really? <laughs> Will Bell be that. a brutal dictator or kind of benevolent leader? Who knows? Return of Lacey. <laughs> Power corrupts. Before we go on, I want to mention uh, I got the book Once Upon a Time Behind the Magic. It's a complete guide to seasons one and two. And if you've seen the magazine from Titan Publishers, this book mm-hmm. is also from Titan Publishers. And many of the pages actually look like they're taken almost straight from the magazine. Yeah. Right. And it has some great content as well as this really handy episode guide that just takes you through each episode of both seasons one and two and tells mm-hmm. you uh, what each episode is introducing what kind of fairy tales they were based on, and certain little Easter cool. eggs, too. This is a total of 176 pages, Whew. and it retails wow. for $16.99 U.S., $18.95 Canadian, and $14.99 U.K. So you can pick this up pretty soon, I believe, uh, but certainly check that out. It's It's got great 
big photos in this and it's really awesome magazine and that's or book really this is a coffee table book and the pages are thick full color this is an awesome thing to pick up if you can once upon a time behind the magic and i hope they do this for the third season as well Mm. that sounds cool I just hope it doesn't turn into a coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to talk about some spoilers because this we're recording this right before season three premieres. But I know that many of the listeners might or viewers might not want to see or hear some spoilers. So let's go ahead and close out, mention our podcasts, pimp anything that you want, let us know what you'll be doing, where people can subscribe to the podcast. And everybody do please check out these other podcasts. So Bill, start with you. Okay, uh, our our podcast is Greetings from Storybrooke. I host it with Anne-Marie uh, Desimone, and I sp- pronounced her last name wrong on purpose because it's funny. Uh, but basically, <laughs> you know, every week we talk about Once Upon a Time, and uh, we will be introducing a second episode every week this year during the Wonderland series, so definitely tune into that. And you can find that at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Search for it in iTunes. It's around. Awesome. Well, you can find us at... Um, storybrooknewsreport.com you can follow us on Twitter at storybrooknr um, all of our links to where you can download everything is at storybrooknewsreport.com and that was Bill Meeks and Bud Vanderkay that you just heard from as well awesome. uh, I'm Kevin Gallagher uh, with the OIT, uh, unofficial ones of the time podcast find us at oit.tzone.net uh, and we're just kind of gearing back up for season 3 we kind of took the summer off and, uh, you know, so you can check us out, uh, you know, at the website, iTunes, best place to go is, uh, listen.creatormercedes.com is where all the places you can listen to us. Awesome. And we'll jump over to David. Um, David Anlos, I'm from the Secrets of Once Upon a Time podcast, and we have a panel of, um, uh, we have a pretty, we have a little merry band of our own, Father Roderick Von Hogan, Lisa Jones, Shelly, uh, Shelly Kelly, uh, um, Deborah Shaben, myself, and sometimes Inga Lutz as well. So we have a, we bring a lot of different random opinions to it. So it, we're at uh, onceuponatime.sqpn.com. So. And I'm Jose Caradero, and I co-host my podcast, The Storybrook Herald, with uh, Larissa. Uh, we are at storybrookherald.wordpress.com. You can also find us in uh, Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash storybrookherald. Uh, you can follow me at E-S-O-J-Z-E-T-E-I-N-E-B. Uh, that's my Twitter uh, handle. Uh, if you can't find my Twitter handle, it's actually in uh, the storybrookherald.wordpress.com. We actually have both of our Twitters, I believe, there. And uh, if you want news and reviews, just hit uh, like on our, our Facebook page. That's how you can get uh, uh, everything that I post over there. And I'm Rebecca from Operation Cobra Podcast. You can find us at operationcobrapodcast.com. You can follow us at Op Cobra Podcast, Op Cobra Podcast, and you can find us on iTunes. And I have to say that if we could give an award to the best summer hiatus podcast episodes, I would say that has to go to Operation Cobra Podcast oh, because they did nice. the series of. Uh, <laughs> Nice. What what was it? Lesser known grim fairy tales. And they mm-hmm. were dramatized too and a lot of fun. I know they Bill were... Meeks participated too. Yes, I did. Mm. I sent her a very poorly recorded version that I did <laughs> in the middle of my work day and she she turned it into brilliance. It's probably the yeah. best thing I've ever done. <laughs> so. It was pretty awesome. You did yeah. a very good job. 
it, it, the whole series that you did was great. And it's really cool well, to hear those stories. So definitely, I, you know, award to you for oh, well, best <laughs> summer hiatus episodes. We, we learned a lot and had a lot of fun. Awesome. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis from OncePodcast.com, where I co-host with Jeremy Laughlin and my beautiful wife, Jenny. And we have our normal episodes. We do two a week. We do an initial reactions on Sunday nights and then a full discussion on Wednesday nights, all live streamed. We're also starting a separate podcast for Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, and that will be launching very soon. But you can get all of that at oncepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at oncepodcast. So for all of the panel, thank you so much for watching. If you want to stick around for spoilers, go ahead and do that. But if not, then you won't miss anything else. But thank you so much for watching or listening. And please check out all of these podcasts and leave them some great ratings and reviews in iTunes. And have a happy ever after. Okay, Bye. now let's talk spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> spoilers! And if any of you want to back oh out God, I can't at this moment. I can't believe they're bringing the Jurassic Park dinosaurs in. It's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the premiere... Uh, but we might save the much more spoilery conversation until later, uh, unless we mm -hmm. just want to jump into it now. But um, it's it's pretty much open floor. People know by now we can talk spoilers in this part of our recording. So jump at it. Hey, How Bill, you can you hold <laughs> Bill, can you hold your cup up again for me, please? Yes. Uh, that right please. there. Yes, that. Ariel. That's what I'm excited oh, about. Disney Ariel. Princess. Ariel right there. I think I have that yeah, same cup. Target dollar section. I'm looking forward to seeing Ariel. I've been very go. excited about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Episode seven, I think, is titled six, Ariel. Six, six or seven. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those. Isn't one of them that long? It's six, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it, six. Isn't there some sort of controversy, though, like the, the writers said that she wasn't going to be in Storybrooke, but then there are some set pictures with her in Storybrooke? What? So, yeah. I, like I heard that there's some kind of picture, yeah, with her and Belle. Now, it could mm -hmm. be mm -hmm. just a set photo, because they do a lot of filming around that area, Steveston and mm -hmm. Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, so it could be just that, because Them there's also out. a set photo of Neil with David, they're riding a truck. It was tweeted just today, and that's that's oh, probably okay. just they're up there, they're hanging out, they're having Behind fun. Behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What about well, the I think. Sorry, I was just going to say that I, I think what you're referring to, Bill, was that uh, they said that the teaser with Ariel at Comic Con didn't necessarily indicate where she would be uh, in the storyline because they had teased her in Storybrooke, but it didn't necessarily mean. That's well, where she'd like, be. Like I, I think, and we discussed this a little on our spoiler party episode. Uh, but it ba basically, a couple they, that happened, and then a couple weeks ago, they said, "Well, Ariel's not actually going to be in Storybrook." Mm. And then yeah. I think Perez Hilton or somebody had some set picks uh, <laughs> with, with uh, Ariel hanging out with Belle, like they were they were BFFs, <laughs> which I'm fine with. You know, I, I'm mm. not I'm not going to stand in the way of their their friendship. I think they would be fantastic best friends. What do you guys think of the new Robin Hood, the new cast, uh, casting of Robin Hood? Uh, the guy from Spartans. I didn't expect that. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> let me, let me ask you a question Hood. before I give my opinion. Do you want me to mention anything that's in the premiere or say anything? I can just shut up and not give my opinion if I, I have I, one. I, I, I personally do. I can't speak for everyone else. I love spoilers. <laughs> just... Just don't, well, give, I mean, just I don't give it all away. away. Go ahead. Can, can you make it generic? Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll still try and keep it fairly <laughs> uh, 
we do see Robin Hood again in the within the first two episodes, and that's all that I have access to at the moment. The first two episodes, mm-hmm. and we do see Robin Hood again. And at first, the voice sounds close, kind of to the Robin Hood we met in season two. But then you mm-hmm. see him, and it's just no. Where's the uh, other guy? Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I was sad that they actually had to recast him, but I'm hoping he does a good job. I mean, from what you saw, did, is mm-hmm. he? okay yeah he's he's okay he still has a british accent and (laughs) the way they introduce him i think could indicate that he will be in several episodes oh good yeah and not to be too catty and cruel but i mean considering that the first robin hood story was kind of unforgettable anyway it probably doesn't make that big of a difference (laughs) (laughs) that's really true that's very true I'm glad they recast him instead of just throwing Robin Hood to the side. I'm mm. glad they decided to go forward with it. He's not the only recast. I think they recasted somebody else. I can't remember at the top of my head right now. Well, they, they didn't, uh, they, like, isn't Red pretty much written out of the show at this point? No. Yeah, she's got that so. other show. Well, she's no longer a series regular. There we right. go. But they okay. have said that they would like to have Red again. It's just the focus that they now have for Once Upon a Time, at least for season three, doesn't really include Red. Yeah. Mm. Oh, now I remember who they recasted. They, they, uh, uh, this is not from Once Upon a Time. This is from Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. So this is a spoiler if nobody wants to see hear this. They recasted the Caterpillar's voice. Oh, yes. yeah. That's oh, right. Yeah. Well, it's, also- it's Iggy Pop now, right? Yeah. 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 It's a I different rock star. <laughs> to recast um, Hatter as well. No, they no. W- they've said they will not recast the oh. Mad Hatter. Oh, thank God. Mm. Yeah, and the fans <laughs> love that. <He's> brilliant. <laughs> Hopefully he'll get he'll, he'll get free enough for enough time to actually be either in Wonderland or once upon a, uh, or once upon a time as well. Yeah. You, you know, one of the spoilers uh, that's floating out there right now that has me very excited, and Daniel, uh, you might be able to speak to this considering you are better than all of us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hear there's going to be some meta references to the Disney movies and stuff uh, via the Neil character because mm. he lived in the real world for a while. So obviously he was there when, I don't know, Mulan came out, and now he's hanging out with Mulan, and I heard that there are yeah he does bring some great comedy to mm-hmm. the episode as he references these things yeah from modern cultural culture even more than emma was emma didn't really verbalize it she you could just see what she was thinking and like the way she yeah. said captain hook really yeah but yeah. neil does vocalize some mm-hmm. of this and it, it does make some for some great comedy <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you, the premiere has some twists in it. There are some things, cool. I won't tell you what theories, but there are some theories that were very popular on certain things that were mm-hmm. turned out to be very wrong. <laughs> but you'll get to see some things that you will probably cheer when you see a couple things happen. Well, and for as many different opinions as we had, that could mean anything. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> see, I, I could be right again. Excellent. <laughs> uh, no, see, the, I, I'm just so pumped to sit down and watch this because I'm gonna like I'm not gonna be watching it live. I'm gonna be sitting down to watch it after the C- series finale of Breaking Bad, which has just been depressing me and causing me. <laughs> I, I, I need to go to therapy because of Breaking Bad, and then I'm gonna finally just be able to kind of slip back into my nice Once Upon a Time home where everyone's happy and, <laughs> and then they kill off a character, die, Surprise! and they probably deserve it. <laughs> You know, so <laughs> that'll be good. 
Regina has said that, or um, rather, Lana Perea has said at the Comic-Con panel that her favorite kill is in season two. And I I don't know what that will be. And her favorite kill, well, is that Regina's favorite kill? Is it Lana's favorite kill? Is it favorite Mm -hmm. kill because it's some kind of revenge? Is it favorite kill because it's Mm. what... Uh, the character, what the story just points to, and it's just an awesome kill scene. There's so many just mm-hmm. different ways you could interpret that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, if it was the character's favorite kill, it would be snow, no question. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, right now Regina is very content with Snow White's like suffering with that black spot in her heart. Yeah. <laughs> she so, might be more upset with Tamara for taking her son. Yeah, she, I think uh, the fact that they take the sun uh, upsets Regina more than just snow slowly turning to the dark side. And I just went with uh, Star Wars right there. Well, and Tamara <laughs> and Owen also uh, shocked her, electroshock therapy, That's whatever true. that was. So she might want revenge on that. Just a little. And I, th- I think with Regina, we finally, this is, she, there's no going back to her being evil. I think from this mm-hmm. point forward, she's going to be part of the the good guys, if you will. Although, I, I don't know, if we don't get a big knockdown, drag-out fight between Regina and Rumple before this is all over with, then the whole series was for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they have to have just one good knock-down, knock drag-out fight. You know, mono e mono Evil Queen versus Rumpelstiltskin, and I'll be happy. What I'm but, interested is to find out who this love interest for Regina is. Yeah, did they hmm. say that you were going to find out this other love interest? Yeah. Hmm. How creepy I, I, would it be if it was Rumpel and he already dated her mom? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you kissed my think, mother. Uh, I think, can I get a palate cleanser? Owen's father. Mm. I no. think that you got this whole Stockholm Syndrome there. I really think that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you're saying we might go back to that? Yeah, I really do. I really think that that's what happened, is that you don't just like, bury a body that you don't care about mm-hmm. who they are. Like a gender-reverse Beauty and the Beast where she also faked his death? <laughs> that would be pretty way, amazing. Whoa. I like well, that. More of like, you know, either he like got sick or something, because, mm-hmm. I mean, it has been 18 years. So mm-hmm. This is true. And he wouldn't yeah. have been frozen in time, either, like, like the characters, because Henry grew up. No. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's how that's what I think. I hope that he comes back and he's actually Regina's love interest. I like Ooh. it. How did he get to Neverland? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they come back and they find out that he somehow got out of his cell in Regina's basement and he's or in uh, the hospital basement and he's right. running around mm-hmm. somewhere. Ooh, I can't yeah, wait one of our fans wrote in with a really interesting theory just a couple days ago. I can't remember who it was. I, I know I should remember this because it's someone who writes in all the time. But basically she was saying maybe Ariel is sort of, sort of opens up a doorway between the two worlds and maybe that's, that's where it goes in the second half of the season is there's a constant you know, back and forth between the two worlds and they kind of have to figure out what worlds they want to go to, how to distribute resources, all of that kind of stuff, which I thought could be very interesting, too. Mm. Or maybe it could be like Doctor Who, where the opening between the two worlds could destroy the both of them. Oh, hmm. The TARDIS right there, that would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> police box. Could it be a police box? 
Maybe it's a, just a cave, and then you get out into a police box. You know. Well, we know water's a, 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 a entryway between worlds or a doorway between yeah, worlds. Portable. Maybe, which is why I thought Ariel made made a lot of sense in that theory. Uh, you know, just as being someone to facilitate that gateway, since she's mm-hmm. a water-based character. Makes sense to me. It, it leaves me wondering, really, which direction are they going to go, and how are they going to get off of Neverland? Because, as we know, once you step foot on Neverland, you can never leave. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why the Shadow, who was supposed to be looking for boys, brought Wendy, is maybe the Shadow is actually a good character, and it wanted to bring Wendy, hoping that Wendy could somehow free the island. Hmm. We yeah, do see the Shadow I, I, again, though. I, I, I have considered that it's possible that the Shadow might be... I mean, I mean, we, we do know that there is some very limited uh, time travel capabilities through magic, that maybe mm-hmm. the Shadow might be Henry's Shadow, and maybe that's why he's looking for Henry. Hmm. And I think I might have brought that up in the last hmm. roundtable too, but that that's a theory I kind of I, I, I kind of dropped a little bit when once uh, they announced that I think they cast an actual person for Peter Pan, but yeah. maybe that shadow was unrelated. May, maybe ultimately that shadow is unrelated to Peter Pan or is pret- uh, pretender to the phone. Obviously, Daniel, you might know something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you have foresight, foreknowledge. You've seen the seer. Yeah. <laughs> Casting, uh, they cast a boy that looks like he could make a great Peter Pan, but they didn't say who they cast him for. I think they said mm. something like yeah, that, just a boy who escapes, a lost boy who escapes. Mm. But he does actually, look like he'd make a great Peter Pan. Uh, actually, I think they did cast him because one of my stories in, uh, in, uh, that I have in uh, my Facebook page is the casting of Peter Pan. And I believe the 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 person that did Peter Pan, he was in uh, the latest uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, he was one. I think he was a cabin boy uh, hmm. on Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, hmm. On Stranger Tides. Oh. Friend to Grumpies. <laughs> I think all of the Rumpelstiltskin fans out there will love to see the premiere. Mm-hmm. Just uh, from that. Why are you so mean? With with the uh, head lost boy, I was very excited just because of the very sarcastic, you know. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I was like, this is perfect. Rumple as Rumple in a magical land, but he doesn't have you know the gold skin, and he's kind of Mister Gold too. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I I am completely on board. Yeah, I bet Robert had trouble kind of getting into character there. Like, I, I don't have the makeup, but but I'm supposed to. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the 17th version of the character he's played. It's awesome. yes. <laughs> all. Yes. All he has to do is lose the cane, and there it is. <laughs> okay, Daniel, I'm going to ask you a question about the 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 uh, the sneak preview you got. Okay. Mm. Okay. If if you had to compare in quality. Uh, what you saw to any other episode or episodes in the series, what episode or episodes would they be? Production quality or story quality? I would say overall, mood, vibe, production quality, writing quality, uh, character moments, 
all that stuff. Production quality is hard to judge because this was a rough cut version. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's not the final thing that we'll be watching on Sunday. Okay. But um, story quality, I would say it wasn't the most epic, but it was really good. They focused really well on just to, the couple things or a few things they wanted to focus on. Mm-hmm. And I thought that they they gave us definitely a lot of answers that we had wondered and give us some mm-hmm. great scenes that you'll be cheering over. And they still mm-hmm. have some twists and turns. And the episode does leave you with questions still. So I, I, I would say putting it somewhere in an episode, um, I would say it would be up there with ooh, I think one of the great episodes near the end of the first season how some of those episodes were just answering some great questions and moving the storyline along really well I'd say mm-hmm. the premiere is somewhere near there wow. excellent excellent yeah because yeah, I, yeah, I think definitely the strongest episode of the series thus far was probably the season one finale so uh, yeah. w- would you say it's probably as epic as the season one finale or not as yet? epic, but it is good. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I'm they, so they really With this episode, they really um, get the ball rolling with the story. Instead of trying to be so epic, they, they really jump into the story and start it rolling, which is great. So it is nice and fast moving, but it's not that epic nature mm-hmm. like a finale would be. Mm-hmm. I just can't wait. I mean, it's just, can it be Sunday already? No, let's, let's flash forward. Let's flash forward right now. No, I have too much work to do for school. No. Yeah, <laughs> Anything else you guys want to talk about with uh, any spoilers for season three? Well, I know that I'd heard on um, Bill's spoiler party about the mention of that one of the characters had on a purple and green outfit in one of the pictures. And I was wondering if that would be the introduction of Ursula. Mm. And it was it, the picture well, was with Ariel. Yeah, so. yeah. The the purple and green was the picture of uh, Ariel with Belle in Storybrooke. Um, oh yeah, she I, has I, a green blouse. Uh, mm-hmm. I I want to say today in uh, like some website posted like ten kind of spoilery but not really things from the first two episodes. And or, or maybe it was an interview with the writers, but I think they said that uh, it was going. They they were going to introduce a literal Ursula, not a I don't know a Regina pretending to be Ursula or filling well, the Ursula role. Or in there. <laughs> oh gosh! But that there would be obviously uh, they've announced the casting of Prince Eric, but uh, that there would also be a literal Ursula. Awesome! I am still waiting for a musical episode. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I actually There's think, a, uh, didn't Jane Espenson say that uh, they, they would love to do one too, but it's just like crazy expensive and complicated? Yeah, uh, Rebecca, yeah, yeah. she yeah. talked about that at DragonCon. Yeah, I saw that on your video. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, Rebecca, she taped, uh, I think, two of the panel, the yeah, Friday and Saturday at mm-hmm. DragonCon. Uh, so if you go to her YouTube channel, I forget what it is off the top of my head, but you can watch those, and they're really great, really great. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, and they're also in your podcast feed, right? Yes, yes no? they are. Oh, sorry. Yep. They, they take a very, very long time to download. So yeah, I tried to shrink them down. Them yeah, yeah. YouTube. Mm-hmm. I watch them from YouTube then. <laughs> what I, I can't wait is for Giancarlo Esposito to return. Yes. I know he's very, yeah, I know he's very busy with Revolution, but I, I would love, they said that he will return. 
I wonder what episode he will return. Daniel? <laughs> so do you think he'll return as the genie or as Sidney Glass? I, I could see the case for both. I would really like to see him return as Sidney Glass just because he's not in the jail so in Storybrooke. So where is he? Is he in the secret sub-jail? That Didn't Bell they say that they were going to be introducing Jafar as well? That's Jafar's in, in Wonderland. Wonderland. Oh, well, okay. Sydney's in the hospital basement because his name is on one of the doors. Oh, yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah. So he's he's locked away that. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the episode titles for the next eight episodes, and I don't see anything that kind of hints that he could be. But those titles are "The Heart of the Truest Believer," "Lost Girl," "Quite a Common Fairy," "Nasty Habits," "Good Form," "Ariel." I wonder what that one's going to be about. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Dark Hollow and Think Lovely Thoughts. That's one through eight. See, those are all very pan-related, which obviously yeah, it's very you know, makes a lot yeah. of sense. But uh, yeah, nothing that really sticks out. Uh, you know, something that we haven't talked about is Tink, Tinkerbell. Oh, yeah. Mm. I, is like, she going to be like really, really mean like she is in the movie? I hope so, because otherwise I'm not happy with it. Well, I don't know if you guys saw <laughs> that picture. I, I, I know we saw it on TV Guide, but it's basically her and Regina walking along mm-hmm. arm in arm, and she's yeah. full-size. She's a full-size person. So I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering how they're going to kind of tie that in. But I, I mean, really, I guess it depends on, you know, how they do Peter Pan, which yeah. we really don't know yet, except for maybe Daniel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I wonder if they're going to take in anything from the new, I think it's like the new, like, um, Tinkerbell, like, kids' movies that they've put mm-hmm. out where her name is Belle and she's called Tinkerbell because she tinkers with stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bitter about that, but I would guess we'll meet her in episode three, which is quite a common fairy. Yes, yeah, mm. definitely, yeah, that's probably true. And uh, the I fact wonder... that the act, the actress that uh, play, plays Tinkerbell, it, it was also in Power Rangers RPM, so mm-hmm. she's a butt kicker. So you she know, was a maybe... Yellow Ranger, right? <laughs> yeah, she was a yeah, Yellow Ranger. I think she was. <laughs> now we've talked. I hope about she has Power a... Rangers. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> Yeah, I hope she has a connection to the blue fairy. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. what I'm hoping for. I, I'm still 110 percent behind my theory that the blue fairy is actually behind everything that's happened in this series, and we're <laughs> going to find out in the last episode or something. She's the one she's who wrote tr- the book. I still think she's the one who wrote the book. Could be. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I could definitely see it as well. Well, anything else to discuss? We're running out of our time here, but no. I don't want to give anyone a last chance to mention anything. I'm so excited! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's coming back this Sunday, or maybe it's already aired by the time that uh, you, our viewer and, or listener, is watching or viewing this. But we do have yeah. some awesome things coming. And so one more time, everybody give your name and your website where people can subscribe to your podcast and follow you on Twitter. Uh, I'm Bill Meeks. Uh, you can get our podcast, uh, greetingsfromstorybrook.com. And I will mention very quickly, I'm doing an audiobook version of my first novel. It's at dogboyadventures.com. It has magic and superheroes and all sorts of stuff. Check it out. Cool. Um, my name is Bud Vanderkay. Um, our storybrook newsreport.com you can find us there you can also find us on iTunes and um, you can follow us on Twitter we love feedback we take all feedback and put it on the show that's basically what our show is it's, we try to make it a listener run show 
My name is David Hanlos. From, I'm from Secrets of Once Upon a Time at uh, onceuponatime.sqpn.com. Uh, we're on iTunes as well, and we love uh, we love to hear feedback too. So, love to hear comments. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm Jose Caradero from the Storybook Herald. You can find us at storybookherald.wordpress.com. You can also find us on iTunes. And I did not, I wasn't able to mention this before, but we're probably thinking of also. Uh, doing not doing a separate podcast. We're actually gonna import it in, into our podcast and do like a segment just for Wonderland as well. Uh, so it could be longer podcast. Uh, and we love feedback, so you can leave us feedback. You can also do it on our Facebook page uh, slash Storybrook Herald. I'm Rebecca Johnson with Operation Cobra Podcast, and you can find us at operationcobrapodcast.com. We're also on iTunes, and you can follow us on, follow us on Twitter at opcobrapodcast. And check out Mike and Kev from OIT, the, the unofficial Once Upon a Time podcast at tzone.com. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis from oncepodcast.com. And for the rest of the panel, I'll say it again, have a happy ever after, and believe. Uh, Thanks for watching and listening.